Oh, wait, it's this one. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. All right. Well, uh, it is the end of the year. We are recording today on December 28th, 2023. And uh, thank you for all for listening. It looks like we've almost hit uh, 200, over 200 plays. Ah, that's, uh, that's crazy. For being what? Brand new month couple knuckleheads who don't really know what they're doing. They're in a lender. They're in a lender. Super professional. Uh, And we've got 200 plays. That's crazy, actually. I'm actually super excited about that. Yeah, that makes me really look forward to next year with this. Yeah, same. So, I guess on the pod today, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a uh, kind of a year in review. Let's talk about. 2023. So let's bring it back to, uh, let's say January last year. All bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, expecting a fantastic year in the market. And that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I I was pretty new, so I didn't really know what to expect for the winter. Yeah. I mean, I knew we were going into a hard market, uh, talking with our team. Uh, our principal broker has been in business for 30-plus years. Yep. Shout out Drew Coleman. He didn't really know what was going to happen. I mean, it's definitely wasn't the COVID market that we were expecting, but it, uh, I thought it was a good, lear- not a learning market, but a growing market. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know Omar touched on it a couple weeks ago. Like, you had to double down on your, lack of a better word, touches mm-hmm. on your clients. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, with the news that we got, with the feds cutting rates or not hiking anymore, I think that'll lead to a good 2024. Yeah, I mean, based on the technicals of, you know, the latest uh, NBS, uh, we can can put a pause. (coughs) Good news is we... Hey, Ryan. Yeah, uh, we're playing on that. I'm really looking forward to the new year. I just actually had a listing come out today, and uh, we got our first show in two hours. And that was uh, the agent asking a few questions about the home. Uh, It's a great little three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, little below 1,400 square feet townhome Mm -hmm. over in the Tiger Bull Mountain area. So, yeah, I think... With that coming out, I mean, I'm looking forward to the new year. I don't know about Sure. I mean, it just seems like the conversations that we're, you know, what's on the ground having with uh, people is right now, I was just talking to a buddy of mine interested in uh, potentially doing like a triplex kind of thing, but he was saying he's interested in getting in now because he knows that as rates come down, as we kind of expect them to, I mean, if they hit the fives, then it's going to get very competitive. And then right now, there's almost an advantage because of all the people that have been sitting out or waiting because of the high interest rates. If you're out there shopping right now, I mean, you can get sellers to agree to a lot of seller credits, buy downs, you know, the terms can be pretty favorable as far as negotiation. And then he knows that once that, you know, rates hit lower, uh, they get lower and lower, the demand is obviously there. And the amount of people, amount of home shoppers is, you know, outweighing or out numbering the amount of homes available. So that's going to make it, you know, hopefully we don't see as many bidding wars, but if you see a house that you love and you really want to write on it, chances are somebody else might as well. 
and uh, there's going to be more people in the market as rates go down and down. So yeah. I don't know if like if you're not following us on social media, all things PW Northwest. Uh, we posted that video the day the the golf the golf ball <laughs> yeah. where it shows like at seven percent there was like three golf balls chances of your ball making making the putt yeah. to go in at the five percent they used God, who knows like fifty balls <laughs> only like two and in so yeah I think once these rates kind of start coming down people seeing like oh the rate drops it's gonna mm-hmm. be a good time to buy I mean I had a conversation today with clients. Very client, uh, I actually sent sent him to you. He's I don't know where he got the eighteen <laughs> percent, but I told him like, look, like yeah, the rates are higher, but you can afford it. You're paying rent, which your rent probably be about the same. Yeah. And when the rates come down, you can refi, yeah. and you're in a home and you're building equity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the things that I think people get caught up on is just waiting for the perfect rate, and if your monthly payments. If you're able to afford your monthly payments as they are, you know, at the current rates, then you're probably going to miss out if you just decide to hold off because you think, you know, oh, that, you know, the rate's too high, even though I can afford the monthly payment. Chances are you might be missing out on that home and the appreciation that the home's going to come with, the refinanceability down the line. And if you're renting, for example, I mean, that's a 100% rate. So, I mean, the rate conversation is definitely a sensitive one to a lot of people. Understandably so. I mean, you don't want to be wasting money but as far as timing the market if we knew if anyone knew how to time the market perfectly i mean they would be you know working for who knows that obviously i i i'm in the business but i think real estate i mean it's one of the better investments you can make where it's like you're going to get return on your home yep everyone needs a place to live yeah the argument is sound well let's talk about what we want or, you know, what our goals are for the next year. What are you hoping to do this upcoming year? Well, I think one, grow our podcast. Um, I think this is, for me, it's fun. Kind of gives people an insight into the world of real estate instead of yeah. listening on, each, watching it on HDTV. Yeah. That's just the glamour. Mm-hmm. Uh, for business-wise, uh, now I've been in the company, company in the business for a couple of years. I feel like I've grown since I first started um, and just learning on the way. And I think I just, it's helped me understand how to help clients win that offer, help clients sell their home and get the most out of their home. Um, So picking up on tips and tricks to think better my business and to also better my clients. Yeah. When it comes to uh, their home buying or selling, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. Probably the bigger investments you make. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about you? What is your twenty twenty four goals? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the main goal would be you know help as many clients as possible, and I'm hoping to do that in a way where um, you know I'm the same as you, a couple of years in, in and just learning and growing as as we go along and improving that skill set. Uh, loans are complicated, so it takes a, a you know it takes a little while to figure out, you know, as you, as you do loans and as you go along, then you learn how to do them more efficiently and you learn how to communicate better. And, um, you know, the, the more you go, the more, um, the easier it is for, you know, conversations about it. And, um, there's a couple of things that I'm hoping to help, uh, with that. I mean, kind of exploring a few different, um, AI, like real estate, AI specific um, softwares to kind of help make that process more efficient. 
and there's a couple pretty interesting things going on in that uh, genre or that area that I think is pretty cool. AI is crazy. It's pretty wild. It does. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you use it, if you approach it as sort of like a way of like a second brain, like, you know, something to help you um, improve your day-to-day activities or, you know, as a kind of like an assistant, like a virtual assistant, just something that can, if you if you plug into it, it might give you a new idea or a new way of approaching something, kind of way of innovating the process. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping to do, and as well as, of course, go to podcast and uh, the pod's, the pod's great. <laughs> I think um, the other thing, I mean, we've done some classes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those listeners, I mean, if you guys are wanting us to do a class on home buying or kind of the process of the, the loan application, I mean, that'd be... Yeah. We, we like teaching. Totally. That's I think kind of the point of this podcast. For sure. Yeah, the goal of the pod is to bring more information and knowledge to you know people, and whether they're looking to buy a house, whether they're in the industry and looking for some marketing tips. I mean, like hopefully we get to interview all sorts of different people from different industries, help them promote their business and then give the listeners a way um, to you know, improve their lives. Somehow. Yeah. We've got, I mean, Hey, we have two upcoming in the next couple of weeks. I think are going to be so Yeah. Very excited. Uh, Specifically. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle from, yeah, so uh, Megan Harvey on next week. She's an underwriting guru. I mean, she's doing this, been doing this a long time, and she knows I mean, the amount of information that she has just you know in her in her head <laughs> about you know processing underwriting. I know when I've been in sticky situations before because you know people like to think that real estate, you know, uh, buying a house is uh, it's very glamorized, especially in you know the media. They're like, oh, like how many units have you done? this week or month they don't really see like the full picture of you know everyone has a different story and underwriters if they come up with something while you're in the middle of your transaction you have to be pretty quick to think about um, solutions to figure out you know to how to save the deal essentially and megan's one of those people where if you're in a pickle and you are you know you're just up up the creek and uh, <laughs> everything is falling apart all at once which happens from time to time uh, she has seen so much and usually her between her and jake i mean and michael of course that they have usually are a pretty good way of you know, they're experienced enough they've seen it all you know they've done it all and uh, they'll they'll save your butt uh, 10 times out of 10 so uh, yeah very excited for her very excited for following guests and gabrielle talked about the uh, latino community that's exciting yeah that's a it's a cool cool thing that they do there yeah i mean correct me if we're wrong i might I remember reading some statistic about the Latino homebuyers being the largest growing population of homebuyers in the last year. That's exciting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, trying to get an inspector on here and some yeah. inspector horror stories. Ooh, yeah. Big good October great. one, but... Yeah, it comes a little far away, but we can save them. We can save them, but I think that'd be cool. At least get an inspector on and kind of talk about the process of what they do when they come in for inspection when you buy a home. Yeah, I'd love to get an appraiser on too. Appraisers would be fantastic. Appraisers or uh, those guys. I've got a couple of appraisers. Do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, but yeah, I have a lot of questions for them because why there's... are you appraising this when this house over here is what? Just not a good good mood today, sir. <laughs> exactly. I mean, cool. <laughs> you need appraisers, of course. You need like every every other piece of the job, but I feel like there's a lot of uh, appraising that is. 
it's just not a, it's not a super clear process right off the bat. I mean, you have to really dive into the reports to figure out why they do certain things. So I think having one of those on would be important, would be helpful. I've got another, I've got a question for you. Yeah. What is the craziest thing that's happened to you in 2023 for real estate, either personally or what you saw in the market? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I would say, yeah, that reno that happened a couple months ago, uh, my client, he's the, the nicest guy in the world. Uh, and just such an such an awesome guy. Uh, yeah, we were under contract and with a renovation loan, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know that, it's where you finance the renovation costs into your total loan amount. It requires a contractor um, to be you submit a bid for whatever repairs you're doing on the property. And so said contractor, well, we got an accepted offer. Uh, the contractor was approved. He got his bid to us. And uh, old, old buddy decided he wanted to, he no longer wanted the job. While we were halfway through the transaction, so I'm out. Yeah, he said, "No, thank you. I'm out of here. Sayonara." So we uh, we were left high and dry. We had to figure out what we were going to do. We switched back to a normal loan. The sellers decided uh, at the last second they didn't want us to do a normal loan. They only wanted a renovation loan. Because <laughs> sellers. Yeah, because the sellers, they would have had to, uh, the, the house was in such poor condition that the appraisal report we got for the normal loan came back subject to uh, quite a few repairs. And so well, subject to on appraisals means uh, the house has to get certain repairs done to it, so it gets up to a certain code. And so um, the sellers said, we're not going to do any of the repairs, um, GFY. And uh, so we had to switch back to the renovation loan again, find a different contractor, and try and get this all done in about two and a half weeks. And uh, <laughs> Jamal did not sleep at all. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a good time, you know? We got it done. We got through it. It was crazy. We had all sorts of things come up. Uh, but, you know, one of those things that with those tough deals is you learn so much. I mean... Oh, yeah, now you're, do you wanna, you're doing a class right on Reno. I have a presentation that I give, yeah, or uh, have ready. And... Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do with renos, and you know, with each one, you know, you, just, you learn so much. There's, just prepared for all sorts of different things to go wrong after you see them happen to you. So, um, yeah, that's my crazy story. What's yours? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the buying of this house in Tiger. Oh, your own purchase? No, no, no. Oh, you were the seller. You were the buyer's agent. I was the buyer's agent. There was just some few things with the home that, uh, to say when they redid the home, they did a very good job of covering everything. Uh, yep. Uh, Not a pig. Yeah, it was thick lipstick. Thick lipstick on a very ugly pig. Um, so I was just kind of. It was just crazy. Like every everything was like we did the inspection, everything worked fine. Day of close. Sewer backup. Yeah. <laughs> sewer backup leads to him looking down there and finding more mold. Nice. Uh, so crazy sad. Mm -hmm. um, it just shows renovations. You just got to really keep your eye open. Yep. Um, kind of you when you learn about this rental loan. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot during that transaction. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'd be more detective, James Bond. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Austin Powers, depending on. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was such a learning. I mean, it sucked going through it. Yeah. I lost sleep for months. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
but I mean, it, it helped grow. Yeah. I, I, what doesn't kill you stronger is what my grandma always said. And this <laughs> yeah. definitely uh, made me stronger. I think really is going to make me with really digging for my clients and trying to. Yeah. Stress test everything. Get rid of the lipstick. Yeah. That you're a little critical thinker. Um, so that was crazy. I've talked to a bunch of other realtors and they've had stuff like this happen. I think everyone does, you know, um, keep running into these things. Yeah. So in a way I'm, I'm thankful it happened early in my career. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, I'm sure something's going to happen again, but like, like I said, I, I, I grew so much from this. Mm-hmm. Um, not literally, still. <laughs> but in the business sense. Figuratively, you are 6'9". Six, 7'. Seven foot. Seven foot? All right. But. Women Yana up here. I think he's still got me. Yeah, he might. I saw a photo of him standing next to Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant looks like me standing next to you. Yeah. Next to Wendy. Yeah, yeah, he's a tall feller. Yeah, but that, I think that was that was probably my craziest story. Um, I don't know, th- this whole year, but I'm I'm super thankful for the year. Yeah, I mean, you and I started this, mm-hmm. working closer together. Um, had a lot of cool this year. Yeah, the one up the beach was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Boy. Yeah, it's been killer deal on that one. <laughs> yeah, hundred k below this price after being on the market for a week. That's nice. how I negotiate. That's solid. There you go. It's a big negotiator, folks. Hit him up. Yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming year. I think there's I'm just already more activity, I feel like, in this last couple of weeks and even over the holidays and all that in the last year. So that's exciting. So I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, what else we got? What are you doing for here? Um, potentially going to a uh, Gatsby Greek party. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna go Oh, I thought about it. I don't know. That might be that. That's old. That's loud. That's super loud. But um, it's Gatsby area. Yeah. yeah, it's just so loud. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Depends on what's. That's gonna be sweet. Yeah, we're gonna swim by that, and it should be pretty cool. It's over in Vancouver. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm, honestly, New Year's is the most overrated holiday. I think New Year's is. Uh, and like, we just lost every single listener. It is. It's like I wait in all these lines and everything's overpriced and Ubers are stupid. Luckily, this is a house party, so I'll go to that. But have you been out on New Year's, you know, like at the bars? Yeah, college. It sucks. <laughs> You're just like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. It's pre-game hard. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, so we're go- I'm going to Bend. And oh, we're yeah. going to go skiing. Sorry. Because there's I'm, no snow. I've got to call out Bachelor right now. I'm sorry. $185 for a day pass with no snow. Oh, God. $180? It's $180? Yeah. For no snow. Bachelor. Let's... No snow. I think you're Vail. What are we doing here? But owned by Vail. Gotcha. That checks out. That's the most annoying thing. I've got a gripe. Now this is a gripe episode. <laughs> so I you went to... My gears. Yes. This is, this is grinding my gears right now. One thing that grinds my gears. So I flew out to Denver... Um, last year, and my day passes were two seventy five, Car Mountain Park, and we get to go through both. Yeah, those were more than my flights. And so, also, have you looked at the price of tickets in like Europe and like Denmark, France, like those? Uh, cheap, so cheap. Yeah, and they have snow. It's like eighty bucks for like a. They have snow. It's like, why am I spending all this money to go 
Buzz dinner. Let's just take it out for now. Whoa. That's interesting. We'll cut that out. But look at this. This isn't plugged in at all. It's probably because it's catching it. This thing's loose. Interesting. This thing's alive. We are doing science experiments now. <laughs> we do it all. That's insane. 80 bucks to go ski in Europe. And Europe has some of the best snow. That's so funny. It's not even... Huh. Might be the electric field. Maybe I'm just made of electricity. Well, we're just going to do that for a little bit. But yeah. All right. Let's talk about, um, oh, my other goal, uh, back to 2024 goals, uh, is I'm trying to do 85 this year. Those folks who know that Adam shoots like 120 every time he golfs. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Just Google my name. Google his name. You'll see his pop up on the PGA Tour. I don't know. Yeah, he Never might. Never made it, but I made it. Pretty, pretty I made it on the website. I feel like you can make it as close as you can to not making it. <laughs> Fun missing cuts by one. By one. Shooting eight under. Yeah, sure. Eight under, miss it by one. It doesn't get much closer than that. That was the low in the afternoon by three. Oh, yeah. That was so mad. Yeah. And then I had to drive to Montana. Yeah. On a very straight road in Colorado. No insult to injury, but she's just going through thoughts that whole time. Yep. No music, no podcast <laughs> ever help. Staring at the road. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there. Have you been on I 84? Uh, in Montana? Yeah, Montana, Colorado. You, in Colorado, you probably have. Yeah. yeah. It is dead straight. Yeah. Four miles. That's the one that takes to Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, Montana. Oh, it was the Wyoming Open. Oh. Cheyenne. Was probably Wyoming. beautiful out there. Flat. Yeah. That's pretty cool, the stuffed penguin. Oh. One of the, like, really big ones. That one has to take. Oh, That's fun. Good. <laughs> Um, That's a good goal, though. I think you're going to do it. You just got new irons. Got new irons. I um, I mean, there's always a saying in golf, the arrow is the... I, I yeah. honestly think if the arrow is not performing to what fits to your style bow shot, yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, I can make that argument with soccer shoes. I've seen them way back in the day when I was a decent athlete. Um, yeah, I, the shoes I wore changed everything. I mean, I... It's wild the difference. So uh, excited for some new clubs. Excited to start shooting. Sure. Oh, we played indoor the other. <laughs> yeah, I could do a thing or two now and again. Dying in the corner. And then uh, a marathon. Um, gonna try and run a marathon. I was gonna do Chicago, but then I was looking at the Chicago. And apparently, it's one you have to like qualify qualify for, and I'm not gonna do that. So I gotta find a different one. San Francisco, uh, Napa has a good cool marathon. That'd be yeah. cool for you and the wife to go down. Yeah. Run the marathon drink. My brother did. Nice. It's actually pretty cool. He goes through, I think, Sonoma and then part of Napa. Mm-hmm. Wine country. Yeah, wine country. Why like not? That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was trying to think of, um, well, I was trying to think of different ways to, like, make the process 
the home buying is a little bit more fun. Kind of, uh, Michael's good at that. I mean, she's so good at like all the gift giving and, you know, making sure it's just like a very like... A woman's touch. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun, friendly process. We'll say that. <laughs> I mean, obviously on top of being a stellar loan officer. So, um, you know, trying to just incorporate more ways of making a kind of dreary experience of just filling out a loan application actually uh, a more streamlined and more friendly as well as being um, more communicative on the parts that matter and just kind of giving everyone it's all about the client experience yeah. and that's I mean what you just said like being a golfer I I want to try to get clients out on the golf course yeah I like go golf Go to balls and play. Mm-hmm. Make it not just real estate. Like, right. let's build a friendship mm-hmm. beyond business. Totally. Like, let's make it a transaction. Make it friendly. Yeah. Let's be friends after. Let's go golf. I'm actually picking up hockey. Yeah. Let's go play hockey. Let's playing go play like, hockey. You got a six sport athlete over here, fellas. Folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing in a hockey league starting January. Mm-hmm. You should. It's gonna be boring, but it's yeah, Friday night at Shahiori. I already lost them. I got it. It'll be boring, but they got a beer garden at Sherwood Ice Arena. Okay. I'm on the Venom. It's a good team name. Strong. Yeah. yeah, we got two jerseys, two socks. Dang. All right. It's so, yeah, a lot of hockey league stuff. I've been trying to think of ways to um, do more things, and in, uh, in Southern Oregon, you know, got got our, our buddy Alex Aronson. Shout out, Alex. Down Hello. there. And, uh, yeah, he's obviously, you know, I've got strong ties to that area. Spent a lot of time, went to SOU, um, you know, uh, spent a lot of time down there. That's where I still condo and it's just a cool area. It's beautiful. Like it's, I think it gets, it gets, uh, missed a lot, the conversation of, especially of Oregon. I'm sure they, you know, they have a lot of strong feeling about Portland usually. <laughs> oh, is... Well, they've got the Shakespeare Festival down there. That's yeah, Ashland. Um, but yeah, if you look at like, the Medford area, the uh, even Grants Pass and all of that, it's pretty gorgeous down there. Um, yeah, River. Really pretty nature area, and there's a lot to do. A lot of rafting, a lot of hiking, um, a lot of golf. Sort of thing. There's actually a couple of golf courses down there. Yeah, good golf. Uh, Rogue or Medford Country Club, and then it's uh, the one off the freeway. Uh, yeah, there's Eagle Point. Um, they actually have a golf tournament in the summer, um, like a industry golf tournament. Um, when I first joined the industry, I think, yeah, we funny story. So I like, uh, so I joined in. I think it was that April. It took me a little minute to for my licensing to go live. It, uh, my license didn't go live till June, and I believe that tournament was in July. And so um, I took Alex, who you know, if you don't know Alex, he's a he's a pretty big hitter down there. Um, I've been friends since college, and he's you know he's just like one of my one of my best friends. So it's like top two down there. Uh, I don't know his exact number, but he crushes it very well, and uh, it's been awesome to watch because we've been friends for a long time. So being you know, got you know weekly lunches all together at college, and just to kind of watch his uh, just how much he just freaking hustles, and you know it's it's all day every day. For Always him. on the phone. Oh yeah, talk about a definition of a just hustler, that guy. Um, but it's been fun. It's been great to see his success, and I've gotten to see a lot of it and um, firsthand, which has been you know I've been really lucky to do. But uh, that tournament that was kind of the first coming out party, I guess you know you could say, 
of uh, my adventures into the world of lending, especially starting in Southern Oregon. And uh, Michael, the bosses, flew down. Megan came down. Um, it was awesome. We ended up uh, we were going out the night, and if one of us didn't make it. I won't mention who to the. It was Jamal. It was I was, but <laughs> actually ended up working out because that day was the one day of the month with the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> maybe maybe second. It's up there. It's got to be top three worst rainstorms in like ten years down there i mean that was brutal and so we were in these golf carts uh just struggling it was cold the rain was coming down sideways the golf was not fun <laughs> and I, was, I felt so bad because um they had all come down from portland you know specifically for this golf tournament and uh yeah it was uh it was miserable weather but we ended up going to a winery um well first we went to alex's house and we all hopped in the hot tub <laughs> we went to a winery. He's got out And um, yeah. And then uh, we ended up going to some wine and get some good food and warm it up. And it was a fun, uh, fun, good day. They had really good food down there. They food. Underrated. What's that sandwich shop kind of near sandwich? Ashland? Sandwich. It was, it was on Guy Fury. Yeah, yeah. Diners, Diners, uh, oh, down Diners, Drive-Ins. And Diners, Drive-Ins. And Drive-Bys? And Drive-Bys? <laughs> <laughs> drive-bys Guy Fieri it's because Guy Fieri just doing drive-bys it was good sandwich is delicious there's a place called a Hither that's delicious um, Brick Room has got good burgers um, a few other spots I can't think of them right now but uh, I should go down is it oh Ruby's there's a place called Ruby's in Ashland it's got probably the best breakfast burrito you'll have an egg burrito you'll have in your life um yeah, Ashland is a it's a cool spot. A hotbed. Hotbed. So yeah, hopefully you hope for some more things in, in all the areas in Portland. So um, yeah, just a lot to look forward. I think um, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, big big plans. Hopefully more skiing. We would love some more snow. Uh, Let's do the snow dance. Yeah, I would love to get up to the mountain a little bit, but um, we should do like a client trip to the client appreciation trip. Yeah, I mean, we'll sledding or something. Again, we have we have the email bnwrealestate at gmail.com. So if you want questions to that or suggestions, uh, you can go there. You can go to our social media page, yeah. I think BNW Real Estate, Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of cool posts on there. Do we do the questions? Oh, we haven't done questions. We have questions. We got two questions to get to. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to know what your thoughts are on the market. Um, we just we like hearing from our friends and family and anyone else who come across the pod we appreciate you and um, yeah just looking forward to helping more people out uh, but yeah we do have a couple questions that were sent to us um, to the email that we're going to go over today our first questions first question is a girl named Summer oh, this is, makes me miss Summer warm uh, what is mortgage insurance, and why do you need? I think we touched on this last week. Uh, no, we talked about title sleep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, what what is mortgage insurance, and why do we need? Oh, that's a good question. So, mortgage insurance is insurance for the lender. So uh, there's different types of mortgage insurance that are required, or different amounts for different loan types. Uh, for example, FHA requires private mortgage insurance. Um, it requires a funding fee when you first purchase uh, your house. 
the funding fee that's either wrapped into the loan amount most of the time or paid up front of 1.75 or uh, or and there is a uh, 0.55 percent um uh, that's the amount that's added to your monthly payment for private mortgage insurance. So essentially it's saying, uh, that's for FHA specifically. Conventional, um, it, it's dependent on your credit score. Uh, the difference between FHA and conventional is FHA, it's on your, your private mortgage is for the life of the loan. And for conventional, it drops off once you hit uh, about 20% equity in your house. Um, yeah, so uh, the reason why people need it or lenders need it or require it is because if you happen to default on your loan, then that loan is insured for the lender. So they won't get hit with um, you know losing all that money on your loans. If you, um, however, so if you don't, if you put down twenty percent on a conventional loan, then there is no longer a mortgage insurance requirement. So um, of course, it, the guidelines are different. Um, but yeah, is the definition of mortgage insurance for you. Good to have. Uh, Summer actually sent two questions in. Two questions. Actually, time out. Three. Wow. Three. All right. Um, two, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but the 2-1 two, buy-down buy program, mm-hmm. how does that work? It's a lending question, so I'm going to give it to Jamal. <laughs> the 2-1 buy-down, what is it? So you might have heard this term uh, over the past couple years, um, or I guess past essentially. So 2-1 buy-down is where if the seller agrees to give a specific amount of credit as a subsidy, um, your interest rate, uh, once your house, is going to be two points lower than the starting rate the first year, and then one point lower, or one percent lower that second year, and then uh, back to normal on the third. So let's say rates are seven currently, and... Um, and in that first year, they, your, your rate, if you did a 2-1 buy-down, would be the second year would be 6%, and then the third year would be 7%. And the benefit to doing this is that subsidy is kept in an escrow, a separate escrow account. So it's um, that amount that the seller uh, gave you as a credit is going towards paying off your, uh, you know, the, the monthly payments, essentially, to make it equal either the 2% lower or 1% lower as that time goes on. Um, so the benefit is if you can refinance uh, before that third year period is up. So the strategy is, you know, we think rates are going to go down. And if you want to avoid those high rates altogether, then you can use a 2-1 buy-down. And you can use the amount that is left over in that, subs- that escrow account to use towards your closing costs on your refinance. So um, when you hear people make the argument of, oh, you're, it's like it's just a credit that's going towards your monthly payments. It's like, no, it actually can go towards you as well which makes it a way, um, a very, very, you know, beneficial way of avoiding high rates and uh, planning for the future. And I've done a lot with my clients this year. It's been great. Um, you have a relief for those people who can't or don't want to um, uh, have that high rate. There's even that three to one pro, three to one that we've talked about a few Yeah, so different requirements. Yeah, different requirements for each one. Uh, three to one buy down would be, uh, requires 10% down. So different down payment. Um, there's different kind of levels. Uh, you know, you know, zero buy down, two one buy down, um, or three two one buy down. And those, I mean, again, like I'll reach out to Jamal with questions. You can reach out to us via again email or social media or email on Google and work fairway. Yeah, send some smoke signals. You know, we'll pick them up. The bat signal. Bat signal. I like bat signals. No dying.
All right, cool. We're back. We're back. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Mind. Uh, so last question. Um, we interview all these people, but we never talk about our background. Um, I guess you're right. Megan Smith. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a friend of yours. Uh, she asked what our background was prior to real estate oh, um, nice. and how it kind of helps us with our with our job sure um so like as you mentioned we touched on actually in this episode mm -hmm. i uh i was trying to get my pga tour card for five years um so being a professional athlete i think that really helps in the real estate world where you've got to really dig down and grind um and kind of really focus on what you do uh real estate being an individual business uh, golf individual sport a lot of correlations there where it's the amount of work you put in, the amount of work you're going to get back. Um, so I think that's really helped. And uh, just being able to really grind and work for what I need, I think really helps with my side of the business. Um, so yeah, that was my nice. yeah. pre-real pre estate. And now I do real estate golf. <laughs> scramble, need a scramble partner, let me know. So far, I think we've won every real estate scramble we've been in. Well, it's unsurprising to be honest. If you see how to play, then you uh, you'll see why. Southpaw. <laughs> how about you? Uh, yeah. Your... Um, well, professionally, um, obviously I went to Southern Oregon, which we just touched on. But uh, right after college, um, actually right before I graduated, um, I got a job at a, uh, a uh, biotech software company, so they do software for scientists, and I got hired on as an account manager, and that kind of um, really just elevated my professional life, I guess. <laughs> it was sort of floating yeah, until I like, uh, found that job and, you know, it was kind of a, it was a big kid job. Uh, my first one, really, and that was huge for my professional growth. I think it was, uh, taught me a lot of skills, worked with a lot of 
cool people and um, you know, progressed pretty quickly in that company and uh, did well there. And I think it was instrumental for my job today, looking at things in kind of an analytical perspective as well as you know, client management, um, that sort of thing. I was dealing with a lot of um, accounts essentially that were, uh, you have to deal with a lot of moving parts and, and you have to know a lot of numbers, do a lot of billing, that kind of thing. A lot of things that actually translate really well. When, uh, so Megan, uh, for a little background, I also went to SOU with. Uh, she was the one who I have to thank for my uh, journey into this world of lending. She was bugging me for a little bit before I joined, uh, like, hey, I think you'd be good at this. You should check it out. And for a while, I was like, eh, no. I was you know, watching Alex do his whole thing, and I was like, that oh, looks like a lot of driving. <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, no, I'm a lender. It's different. <laughs> I sit behind desk. And yeah, you do numbers, drive. and we on the phone, and uh, you don't drive to places. And I was like, oh, that sounds better. And uh, I put 22,000 miles on my car the first year I did real estate. Yeah. Well, you used to driving. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, she thought I'd check it out, and I made the journey up here, and because there are branches branch I was living down in Ashland at the time, she actually helped me buy my house. And, um, so she was my loan officer, and actually Alex was my agent, which is very <laughs> <laughs> funny. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex, uh, when he, we went through my home purchase, he made me sit down and read through every single page of my CCNRs for the uh, HOA. That's like a joke. No, no. He was like, "You're, you have to do this." And so, uh, <laughs> good times. Um, anyways, yeah. Skip to a couple years later, I um, came up and met Jake and Michael, and thought, "Well, actually, these guys are pretty cool." And I like their operation and the way they do business. They're just really, not only the only really experienced and very um, hardworking, driven people, but they are also really fun to hang out with and just equally just awesome. And uh, that's kind of the type of people I want to be around. You guys have an awesome atmosphere office here. Yeah. You, may, you may actually share a room. We sure do. Which is where we're filming today. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of my background. World. Yeah, it really is. It's funny how we were talking about this way to go to sports and all of that, like the sports mindset of athletes, you know, we're just kind of driven and that kind of competitive nature seems to translate well to the world of business and real estate. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. So, thank all listeners. We will yeah. hope thank you have you. a great uh, New Year's and we'll see you next year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and like I said a couple times now, if you ever have questions, reach out. Um, we can be reached out at multiple services. Have a good New Year.